You guys have heard me talk about Thomas Suski before, and he is back for another follow-up episode. Uh, if you didn't catch his first episode called Finding the One, scroll back through on iTunes or Spotify and check that out now. It's a great conversation about um, how Thomas's journey um, from alcoholism all the way to cold turkey, seeing a hypnotherapist, and then um, a psychic telling him that he would find the one. And he's been on a nine or 10 year journey ever since looking for this woman. And I brought him back on this episode today to talk about what he's learned since that last episode. And he and I have been uh, working together professionally. You've heard me talk about him as my NLP neuro-linguistic programming, um, practitioner, and it's been an absolute game changer for me. So he and I dive deep into that process and why it worked so well for me and over the last four or five months of him and I working together each and every week. Um, he approaches the Enneagram um, in this episode uh, from what we've learned about each other. I'm an eight, he's a nine. And when you put the two of us together in a room where we're talking very, very deeply about uh, what it means to be a man looking for a relationship in Denver. Um, I believe that you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. And you're also going to love what he and I are doing together. He and I are going to collaborate and team up and host a completely free webinar um, in February. Um, so if you want to join that, there's only 20 slots available. Uh, head down to the show notes or the blog post or here in YouTube. Um, or on YouTube and click the link. Um, it's completely free. The first 20 people get to save their seat, uh, register now, and you'll get a little bit more information about what we're going to talk about in that webinar. But he and I are going to expand on the thoughts and the, and the concepts that we're talking about in today's episode. So without further delay, let's get into today's episode. She's the one with Thomas Suski. Welcome to the Believe, Be Real, Be Bold podcast for authentic dating. I'm your host, Dave Glazer, personal trainer and Enneagram fanatic in Denver, Colorado. After going through a couple of breakups in 2017, I realized I needed to take personal responsibility and truly dig deep into the repeated patterns to discover where I was going wrong in my dating life. Come with me on the path to authenticity, where each week I interview experts and real-life daters to uncover what it is that's holding us back in our most important relationships. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Lead, Be Real, Be Bold podcast. I am so pumped to bring back Thomas Suski to the uh, to the podcast because your episode got so much great feedback from old friends, new friends, new listeners, old listeners. And if you guys haven't listened to Finding the One with Thomas Suski, please scroll back down. We're both laughing because this is, we have no idea where this is going to go today no. because we have, we have so much amazing things to talk about. And we'll, we'll talk about our journey since the last episode. But if you haven't listened to that episode, like, definitely download it now because you don't want to miss Finding the One with Thomas. So, uh, let me bring you up to speed. Um, Thomas and I have been working together almost weekly since that episode aired. That's probably about four months now mm -hmm. uh, where we meet weekly and you coach me for an hour through NLP and we tried hypnotherapy once. Yeah. And then I coach you through the Enneagram and we've both come to some conclusions, some learnings, mm -hmm. some expansion, yeah. some contraction, right. some elimination <laughs> and some just like 
exponential growth in my life, which is why we're coming back to this conversation, is because you have made such a difference in my life since that episode aired. Mm. So bring us up to speed. What's been happening for you and your world? Um, you're trained in hypnotherapy and uh, neurolinguistic programming. Correct. And quickly just sum up uh, where you've been since the last episode. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know where specifically to begin. I can just say that working with you has made a big difference for me. Um, you're an amazing coach and you've taught me a lot about myself and especially in the areas of the Enneagram and kind of your five pillars has really opened me up to a way of thinking that I haven't seen before. So it's nice to have that different perspective and you ask really great questions that I never expect, but it actually brings a lot of good stuff up for me. Okay. Thank um, you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, that, that means more to me than, than I thought it would like hearing you say that. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I mean, I, I've had massive growth. I mean, I'm, I'm coaching a, a, a training and development program that lasts seven and a half months long. And in the last episode, we created um, the story about finding the one, which I don't want to you know, spend too much time with that. But I, I created a list and I found this person on the day that I said I would find them. But there were some hurdles. And what I discovered is, you know, we had this budding romance for about seven days and then she was still married, and it just didn't work. It was a lack of integrity. And she had, had been wanting to have a divorce for a long time, had a lot of fears as kids. And um, I went through a lot of steps of discovery since then because what we created was that we weren't going to talk to each other, you know, and that she was going to figure it out. Um, so happens she ends up being in the program that I'm coaching. So I'm not coaching her directly, but I see her all the time. Um, it's a personal development company that, you know, we're connected with. And I've been going through these steps and circles. So I have another coach that, that lives in Toronto that does what I do. Um, her name's Kelsey. Uh -huh. And um, she was, like, telling me, like, oh, I've heard of this before. There's a, a, another person out in the world that calls it twigs, in which uh, it's the universe telling you that you're close and that you still need to work on yourself. So I'm like... I'm creating with myself was like, oh, okay, so this person isn't the one and that I'm close and I just have to continue working on myself. You know, fast forward uh, a few months or a couple months and I find myself like constantly trying to better myself to impress this person in the program, right? And I'm like, she's amazing. We, we talk frequently. She's my favorite person to talk to in the world. Great sense of humor. And... Um, I had discovered a couple things is that I wasn't everything on the list that I was asking for, you know, and like this person is so extroverted, so loving, has the biggest heart. And I am kind of reserved and quiet and, and haven't had this big open heart, even though I want to, you know, it's, it's just all the programs from my past that keep me protected. And, um, something happened a month ago where I kind of realized to myself, I was like, you know what? I think she is definitely the one and my heart opened in a way that it's never happened before. And it was, it was interesting because 10 years ago I hit bottom seeing the psychic is what propelled me forward saying that I would find my soulmate. And ever since it's been the greatest love story yet to be written. And I told myself the person 
that had the key to my heart is going to be the one that unlocks it and opens it. Well, right now my heart's open more so than ever before. So it's very interesting. She's still going through the divorce process. She's figuring that out. We're, she's not creating anything with me. And on top of it, she has someone else that came into the picture, a high school sweetheart that she always wished that she ended up with him. And they went to a high school reunion, and now there's another man in the picture, which has, I don't know, we were talking before we hopped on, and you're like, well, now that there's competition, do you think that's driving you? Well, yeah. Yeah. She has options, so she's more attractive to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. And, I mean, it's it's very notebook. I mean, he was, I, I think, Mormon, and then he ended up um, going on mission for two years, and... He promised that he was going to write her like three times a week and he did for like a year uh -huh. and she never responded back. Like this is like straight up the notebook. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Let's back up just a little bit yeah. and back to the list. So sure. you, you had a hundred things on this list that you were manifesting the one. Yes. And then through our conversations, we started to uncover that there were five or so things on that list that she was that you weren't. Mm. And we had thought out loud that maybe... That's why you hadn't met the one yet is because yeah. you had things yet to learn and not check off your list because we'll never, we'll never arrive. But we've, we noticed five or six things on the list that you weren't, that she was. And then we kind of simplified it a little bit and we said, yeah. okay, what are the core values? Mm. And we made seven to ten yes. instead of a hundred. And integrity is one of those. And... I'll list off a couple others for me. Spirituality. Spirituality. Personally, uh, growth-oriented, I think, was on the list. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think of some others. Um, integrity. Honesty of or honesty or authenticity, I suppose. Um, compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think you had... It wasn't nurturing. It might have been leader on the list. And mm -hmm. there were some adjectives on there that were really strong personality traits. Yes. And I think that... This aha moment for you came when we simplified that list mm -hmm. of like, okay, the reason I'm not quote unquote finding the one is because I'm expecting something that I can't measure up to. Mm. So when we got past that hurdle of like, no, Thomas, you're good enough. Uh, it's kind of spread thin a little bit. Let's focus. Let's narrow in and let's simplify it. Yeah. 10 instead of a hundred. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah, it does. And, and it really gave me a different perspective because I mean, I don't say that, that they're superficial, but they're like looks, mental attributes, you know, like, like physical attributes, emotional, um, spiritual attributes, all important. But when you brought up the values, it's like the values are probably the most important thing on the list. So when I, when I revised the list and I added that, I was like, you know, this is actually way more important than... Mm -hmm. Then I, I think one thing petite. I was petite, <laughs> petite, and then Excuse me. loves watching professional football, sure. which I don't care at all. I don't even watch anymore because I'm just up to so many things. Like mm -hmm. I'll watch highlights here and there. Same right here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like mm -hmm. some of the things on the list didn't really matter to me. They were kind of insignificant. Yeah. After that conversation, it kind of clarified things for me too. We initially are attracted to somebody based on our preferences, which is what that list of 100 was. Mm -hmm. We date long-term based on our core values mm -hmm. and the shared values. Yeah. And so I made a meme out of it. I posted it online, whatever. And it resonated with our audience too. So um, that kind of brings us up to speed. However, 
we're still in it. Like mm-hmm. each and every day, you're trying to figure things out. I'm trying to figure things out, and we're partnering and we're growing together in order to do so. Yep. So does that finish off the story? Is there anything else that that we need to know that brings us up to speed? No, I mean, I, I think the only other thing is is that in the past three months, I've had more growth and transformation than ever in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and everybody around me has been telling me that, you know, and it's, and it's all the work in the background that we're not in the unconscious mind, you know, and it's amazing. I have a, a few coaches around me that are just amazing and I've just been able to discover so much. So I feel like I'm, I'm in the process of matching up to my own list that I created which is really remarkable. Awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned Kelsey earlier. She's a coach in Toronto. You guys work over the phone through NLP. Yep. And I, I met Kelsey on Facebook and then figured she was the right fit for you because um, I had seen so much growth and uh, progression and results from neurolinguistic programming that I know you buy into it. Mm-hmm. And then when you started getting a coach that believes in something you believe in, yeah. you started to see some growth. Yes. Like exponential growth, I think, is the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. My From my first session of getting coached through NLP, I saw immediate change. Yep. And why is that? <laughs> like, why the fuck did it work so well for me? I saw color again. I saw, like, I was happy again. Mm-hmm. I became funny again. Yep. Like, I'm not funny. Well... Through coaching, I understood where that came from, where that limiting belief came from. Yeah. But it was untrue, and I was telling myself for 30 years that I was not funny. Exactly. And that's a prime example of the limiting beliefs that each and every one of us develops over time. And the thing is, is the, te- the techniques that I've learned through NLP and hypnosis is when you can access the subconscious mind directly, um, you can find these programs and rewrite them in a very short period of time. And you saw that. And, and I mean, when you can feel the emotions from those past memories and then feel them dissipating and then all of a sudden, even sometimes a little catharsis and a release. And, um, and then afterwards, you're like, wow, that was that that took energy that mm-hmm. took something to get past. And then it, it didn't take very long for you to, to notice the impacts on your life that were, were quite positive, you know. So um, why? I, I mean, I, I just think they're simple and easy and people don't realize how easy it is to actually go into the unconscious mind and rewrite the programs that have been limiting us Mm -hmm. you know and the only other thing that i want to share about that is that we become so accustomed to how life is that these limiting programs are running in the background that we just think that's how life is Mm -hmm. you know we don't realize it can be a different way yeah and that's not reality Mm -hmm. that's simply just a a created reality reality by our mind that's yeah. holding us back. Correct. And it was in August. Um, I had just gone through like maybe my first or second of the car accidents that I got into in August. Yeah. And I'm driving this rental car and um, there's just this whole snafu with the rental car and I only got reimbursed for half and I'm still like, it's January and I'm still asking this company for money. But anyways, I'm sitting in the car and like everything's super bright. Thankfully it's August. Uh-huh. But I was actually at like this point of calmness after a very, very long period of stress. Mm. And it was, it was pretty quick right after our first, um, our first partnership, our first week of NLP work. Mm -hmm. And within that NLP work, 
um, you use timeline work mm-hmm. and parts integration. Yes. And why those, in my opinion, why those two things work so well for me is because I believed in you mm-hmm. and that this thing would work because I tried everything else. Sure. I literally tried reading books, Audible, podcasts, uh, 20 months of counseling. Maybe it was 18 months at that time of counseling. And I just wasn't breaking through. I speak to experts every single week on relationships and theory and applying that theory, but I couldn't break through that ceiling. Mm. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try this that I never heard of before. Didn't know what it was. Okay. I knew what hypnosis was, but we tried that once and it didn't work because I kept giggling through the whole thing. (laughs) I don't know why. I was just like, am I hypnotized yet? It's like, it's like the first time you get high. Mm. Am I high? I don't know if I'm high. Is this how it's supposed to feel? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing about hypnosis the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we flip back to like NLP, timeline therapy, and parts integration. Mm. So just walk me through, now hearing that, why you think those two things worked so well for me. I, I think it works so well for everyone. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to timeline therapy, what people need to realize is that their actions and behaviors are kind of dictated by these programs created from the past. And when I speak of programs, it's like our minds very much operate like a computer. And, and the, these events that happen in our past, they involve emotion. And the higher the emotion, the stronger the program. And then there's language associated with it. Most of the time, we create these programs before the age of seven. And we don't have the reasoning or the understanding to make sense of situations that are happening to us that bring these high emotions. So these programs now are trying to protect us moving forward and they constantly show up and show up and show up and show up. But it's the the language, the computer code that's so limiting to us. And I mean, you know, going through life, not being good enough or being too much or not being enough or not being worthy or deserving or being unlovable that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I actually use that term because you used it. (laughs) And I use it all the time. It's so true. Mm -hmm. And it's just on repeat over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know, people end up in these relationships that seem very similar. And, you know, they they never work out. And they're just so frustrated. And you, you kind of know what's going on. You know the pattern, but you can't break free from it because it's like lodged in your subconscious mind and you have to use techniques to go into the subconscious to be able to break free from it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's why the timeline is so effective. And then the parts integration is along the same lines is we'll have stressful events from our past and we have aspects of us that sever from the psych, right? And now they show up and they try to protect us. Some people have this angry character that shows up. Some people have the victim, right? Some people have the procrastinator, and the thing is, is th- there are aspects of us that show up in times when we don't want them to. And there's nothing we can do. We don't have control over it. But all those aspects can get integrated back into the whole so they don't go rogue anymore. They don't show up when we don't want them to. And I think we're all on this journey of just becoming whole and complete. And that's our access to the freedom that we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I do cry more often now than I ever have before. So there, there are a couple of times... Hey guys, when you call, when you call Thomas, just be prepared. 
that he's talking about the high emotional state that you were in at the time that these programs get solidified. Mm -hmm. That's going to come out. So when you bring up parts integration, I remember like it's a, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my hands, but they're parallel to the ground. And as I'm in this consciousness, um, it's a trance kind of, Mm -hmm. and my hands are subconsciously coming closer and closer together. And in the time before last, so this is two times ago, my pinkies touch and I had been trying so hard not to let them come together uh, consciously or subconsciously that when I felt them touch, it just like all of these emotions just gushed out of me. Mm. And that was the breakthrough, Mm. the big one. We were talking about fear of rejection at the time, I believe, Mm -hmm. Um, or no, that was the time before. We were talking about my need for safety and security in a relationship. Yeah. And that's why I was so emotional with it because I've never felt safe or secure in a relationship. Right. And in going through this process, I've learned that that's my biggest need. Mm-hmm. I think uh, um, <clears throat> just finished recording another podcast episode. Renee says that that's one of the six foundational needs yeah. is safety and security. Sure. Man, it was just like, yeah. I can't help myself. Hey, Thomas, here's all of my emotions from 35 years of life, 30 years of life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. I mean, it's great that you share that that's what the process is. And that's, it, it just reinforces that you are releasing something. You're mm-hmm. giving something up. There's a shift. There's a transformation happening, you know? And it's, and it's good. And the thing is, is I think our most fully self-expressed way of of operating in the world is being able to show emotions and not having to suppress them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live in this day and age where too many people are suppressed, especially men, you know? So that's healthy. That's healthy. That's normal. I I encourage it with all my clients. Let it go, man. Mm -hmm. Breathe breathe it out. Mm -hmm. Breathe it out. Yeah, it did take a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, And you feel like really expelled afterwards like all of this shit is gone now like when i bump up against something new that's a self-fulfilling prophecy or a limiting belief in my life now it's because of a different maybe less emotional or some uh, less emotional program or a completely different program Mm -hmm. or another layer to that program yeah so like if i if i clear the safety and security Mm. that understanding that that's a need of mine yeah but yet i bump up again it again in a relationship in the future okay i'm self-aware of it i reach out to thomas and i say hey there's another program limiting belief on safety and security Mm -hmm. you walk me through the the quick little questionnaire we know each other pretty well we trust each other very well yeah right so i can quickly get to the one thing that's holding me back Mm. And it could be something similar to safety and security. It might be trust yeah. as a foundation of safety and security. Mm-hmm. And as an eight, when I'm betrayed and like trust is my biggest thing, when we incorporate the Enneagram, the love languages, NLP work, and you mentioned the five pillars of optimal health, we're going to see expansive strides forward in our personal lives and our professional lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer that there's not just one thing that's going to get you where you need to go. Like, I encourage people to try lots of different things because there's just so much hidden there, you know? And it's, I think people, 
I think sometimes people get frustrated because they do this great work and then they're like, well, why haven't I gotten mm-hmm. everything? Mm-hmm. If, if you just made it like a lifestyle choice, just like when, you know, diets don't work, you know, it's like you actually have to change your lifestyle to incorporate exercise and eating healthy food for the rest of your life and just switch to that. That's the same thing about working on yourself, working on the mindset so that you can just continue grow at a, at a, at a fast pace, mm-hmm. you know? So. It's like um, using unleaded fuel and then all of a sudden just putting jet fuel into your engine. Yeah. So like if I was journaling for eight, uh, so let's say seven to seven to nine months or something like that, twice a day, mm. and I was getting far, I was counseling, uh, going to counseling at the same time, but I was getting far, mm. but I wasn't satisfied yet. I still wasn't reaching any goal financially. Physically, yeah. emotionally, spiritually, or uh, did I already say financially? You did, yeah. I did. Spiritually. Yeah, spiritually, right? mentally, emotionally, physically. Physically, yeah, yeah, right. I wasn't getting as far as I wanted in any one of those pillars, in those categories. Right. And the difference maker was NLP. Mm. And I'm grateful for it. I mean, it's just like it's made a complete shift in my life. Personally, professionally. Yeah. And then when I go to jujitsu, that's where I saw it again pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like instead of this learned helplessness that I got in the first two and a half years of my ju- jujitsu journey, yeah. where we're training with a partner who gets to win every time, and then you get to win, and then they get to win, and you get to win. But your partner is basically like a lifeless dummy, giving 10% resistance when you're learning a move. Yeah. I cleared that learned helplessness and I started to win within my school against opponents that I had been consistently losing to. And then I went to the tournament and I completely fell flat on my face. And I came back to you the next week and I'm like, this is what happened. This is what I'm bumping up against. What do I need to clear? Mm -hmm. And you put yourself in my shoes and you walk me through that quick little questionnaire and you're like, here it is. This is what needs to be laid out. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what the word was or what self or the limiting belief was. Mm specifically because now that i'm beyond it i don't remember the past the way that it used to be yeah totally the past has completely changed for me i rewrote my story basically yeah and i think i do remember your your core limiting belief with the tournament with the the tournament okay because i think you were you were getting into this position and then and then your body wouldn't let you go any further it was like i'm in a very compromising hold here Uh and then you felt unsafe. Yes, it was that safety and security thing once again. Yeah, so it was the, the core limiting belief was I'm not safe. I'm not safe. Yeah. And then we went back and we found that that place where you, you felt that, and yeah. then now you're able to push yourself beyond that I'm not safe because that's what happens. Like ninety percent of our actions and our behaviors are dictated based off of these programs. You know, so even though you're you you you're in the moment, you know, and you're grappling with someone or. or and you're doing your tournament, then that belief I'm not safe comes up because you're in a compromising position and all of a sudden you give in, right? You uh-huh. freeze or you fight or mm-hmm. you, you I, I tapped early to a, a move that I don't normally tap to because yeah. I've learned helplessness and yeah. I really felt unsafe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In, a, in my personal life, I brought it onto the mat. I wasn't as present spiritually mm-hmm. in the tournament as I wanted to be. Yeah. And that was a limiting belief that was a program in my brain. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then understanding 
that the Enneagram has a lot to do with that of like, what are my biggest fears? What are my biggest tendencies? What are my greatest lessons that I need to learn in life? Mm -hmm. Well, by understanding that vulnerability is a strength and not a weakness, well, I'm vulnerable in an NLP uh, session with you. And therefore, I'm using that weakness as a strength now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's yeah. really incredible. <laughs> it is. I mean, I mean it's, it's amazing how much progress you've made and like how much more life has shown up with you, you know, like you, you meet people and they're just like, Oh, that's, that's who Dave is. And, and now it's like, no, Dave has so much more life and so much more energy. And, and it, like everything. Yeah. It's, it was pretty remarkable to see your progress over the past few months. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Um, we don't, we don't want to skip over those five pillars of optimal health or yeah. the five pillars of, um, that's what we call them. Five pillars of optimal health, mm. physically, emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial. Mm. These are the five areas of where you and I have been working through. I've actually been taking my own advice and writing out my own pillars. Mm. We rate them on a one to five scale. Yeah. Where are we at today? Where are we at this past week? Because you and I see each other weekly. And if it's a two out of five, then we, we talk about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's showing up for you in that financial pillar? What's showing up for you in the emotional pillar? What's showing up for you in the physical and the financial and the emotional. And then what you helped me understand over the course of the four months is that the spiritual pillar of mental health is the most important one. Mm -hmm. And that could be described as the source. Yeah. Or for me, it's God. Um, for others, it could be um, a Buddhist philosophy or a Muslim philosophy. This spirituality yeah. impacts all the other four. Mm -hmm. And it compounds in the spiritual pillar. Yeah, that's something that, yeah, I discovered working with you too, is that I was having some really bad moments, you know, mentally, emotionally, financially, um, even physically. And what I, what I discovered working with you is that each of them are interconnected in a way. So if, if one is missing, all the other ones hurt and suffer. But that spiritual one has always been my strongest and I noticed that regardless of what was going on in the other pillars, as long as that spiritual component was at like a four or five, I was doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had some areas to work on, but even the, the physical too that, that you addressed, like I was just like not doing anything physically. I wasn't exercise, wasn't going to the gym and how that affects you mentally and emotionally too. But it's very interesting how all five of them are like entangled together on, and are so critically important to just living a healthy, balanced life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for example, if our financial pillar is a two or a one, which I've been there in the past 18 months, yeah. um, I shut down my studio, you know, mm -hmm. I changed my entire cash flow structure. Yes, I lowered expenses, but my cash flow went from nine grand a month to two grand a month to 10. Uh, it fluctuated. Yeah. And when the financial pillar fluctuates like that, guess what? It's going to affect your mental, mm -hmm. your emotional, and your physical because like your, your mental state and your emotional state aren't going to motivate you to get to the gym or to that, um, that volley, volleyball and basketball in your case is what you love. Yeah. You're not going to be motivated to go. Yeah. And that's where discipline comes in. Discipline is a spiritual. It's a part of the spiritual pillar. When you have discipline, you're going to go to the gym whether you feel good about yourself or not. And that's the mental and emotional pillar. Mm. 
And I love how simple that is, but I love seeing that transformation for you by focusing on the spiritual pillar. Yeah. And what are some of the spiritual tools or tools you use to build up that spiritual pillar? Well, meditation is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, But my, I mean, a little background in my history, I was raised Catholic and I, I was raised to learn, you know, like there's a all seeing and fear in God that you're supposed to love and fear. Um, and you know, you end up in hell if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So I, I gave up on that in my twenties. And then, um, it wasn't until I went to the hypnotherapy Academy when I did past life aggression that it opened the door to spirituality. And then I moved to Colorado, which is like, as far as I'm concerned, the spiritual Mecca of, uh, the United States, and I just kept getting connected to different things, and then spiritual teachers online. So it, a lot of it's been been just a learning process of what this world is, and realizing that you and I are actually the same. You know? <laughs> We're not that different. Huh? Yeah, and, and then even the spiritual component is like the invisible laws of the universe. So we've heard of the law of attraction, but like studying and really understanding what the law of attraction is, and realizing is if you're focusing on lack, if you're focusing on, well, how am I going to pay my bills or whatever, or, or in fear that you're not going to make it through the month or something like that, then that only attracts more of that. It only attracts more lack and scarcity. So for me, what I experienced in the past six months is that, you know, that no matter what happens, the universe is abundant, you know, and that if I, if I just sit in that and trust in that, good things come to me all the time. You know, so that spiritual component of just like trusting that if you're connected to source, everything's going to work out for you. So you don't have to deal with the minutia and the circumstances that pop up because every, I mean, that's always going to happen. You know, you're going to get a flat tire, you're going to get into a car accident, you mm-hmm. know? but how do you handle that? Like what lessons can I learn? You know, because that's another component of the spiritual aspect is everything we go through is about lessons and learning. So if something bad happens to me, I'm just like, oh, what do I have to learn here? Like, you know, and, and that's like... The what is this trying to teach me as opposed to why is this happening to me? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I would... Um, thank you very much for that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've heard this great analogy about abundance from Dr. Glover who wrote No More Mr. Nice Guy. Mm-hmm. And he says, abundance is like air. You breathe in only as much as you can take in. Mm-hmm. You breathe out only as much as you need to expire. And no person benefits from breathing in and holding on to that air. Right. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was a very simple analogy yeah. to explain what abundance is like. Yeah. That's air is there. Like we don't think about it 99.99% of the day. Yeah. It's involuntary when we breathe. Mm-hmm. It's always there when we need it. We never have more or less than we need. And we take that for granted for sure. Yeah. But it's a quick explanation of how the laws of the universe work in abundance as well. Totally. And I, I can go e- even a step further is that people are aware of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, but there's a third mind called the superconscious that there's not a lot of information out there on it, but your superconscious is your connection into the ether. I mean, we're all connected. We know that, right? So. If you're sitting in a coffee shop and all of a sudden you have an urge to turn your shoulder, someone's staring at you. There's some weird phenomenon where we're all connected. Energetically speaking, yeah. Yeah. So the superconscious is actually connecting to 
everything, that connecting fabric between all things. And it's bringing you the exact opportunities and people into your life to be able to manifest your dreams. Now, the thing that people don't realize is the superconscious is located in the subconscious. And when you have all those limiting programs, <laughs> you can't, it, it's, it's almost like the connectivity or the electric pull into the ether from your superconscious is suppressed. So you can't manifest the things you want because you have all these core limiting programs that are kind of confining and constricting it. But once you clear the programs, things just start happening, right? Mm -hmm. it's, I think they call it synchronicity. It's like everything just seems to work and move, you know, and that's a spiritual component and understanding or, I mean, spirituality that like that's how this universe operates, you know? So it's, it's quite amazing once you get to that point because you hear it. People talk about it. You know, I started when I hit bottom, I watched the movie The Secret. It was all about the law of attraction. And someone on the, on the DVD was talking about how you'd get the front row parking spot wherever you would go. And he was just like, I get the, the, like, the parking spot right in front of the door every single time. I'm like, this guy's crazy, but I'm going to try it out. So I kept thinking about getting that parking spot and I never got it. And I was like, I gave up on The Secret. <laughs> and then, you know, eight years later... Come back to it. It, it comes back to me, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. it does work. But the yeah. thing is, is, people don't realize is the programming from the past is what's getting in the way of you being able to attract that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now we, we've worked together for four months. We've seen so much expansion and attraction in our lives that now we're taking it one step further. Mm -hmm. You and I are going to do some big things together. In the month of February. Yes. And we're announcing it now. And we're inviting everyone to a completely free webinar. Yeah. Where you and I are going to go even deeper into how to apply all of this stuff mm -hmm. to your current relationships. Yes. Your future relationships. How to become re more resilient to your past relationships. Mm. And so much more. So how pumped are you? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm pumped. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all of those details are... In the blog post and in the show notes on YouTube and on the podcast app, wherever you download your podcast, mm. of how you can get involved with the free webinar coming up in February. Yep. And then we're going to follow it up with an even better event. Yes. February 27th, I believe, is the date. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to crush it. We're inviting like 20 people, only 20 slots here in Denver, to a live event. Like unlike any other live event ever, yeah. and we're going to go even deeper than what we do on the webinar. Yes. We're going to talk about the five pillars of, of optimal mental health. Yeah. We're going to talk about some things you're an expert in where it comes to the limiting beliefs and core values and actions and words and thoughts and all of that consciousness and subconsciousness. Yes. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about reality creation too, which is going to be really mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Creating your own reality. All around relationships. Yeah. Like Thomas is manifesting the one. Yes. He still firmly believes in the one, the yeah. twin flame out there yes. that is just waiting for him to um, check some things off of your list in order to be open to finding the one. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this person that existed. Like I'm telling you, my life was in shambles. I had no future to live into. I cut everybody out of my life and it was I was living in hell chaos whatever other words you want to use and if that psychic didn't tell me that I was going to find my soulmate I would not be here today 
I want to be here today. It's like I said, it is the greatest love story yet to be written. And I think every single person out there wants that for themselves, either in love or other places. But like that one thing that really will light you up and make this life just so spectacular and amazing. And I've been on a 10 year journey of finding that. It's been pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where all this came from was a connection through. Monroe Mackinough, yeah, who went to Toastmasters with you, yeah, who then connected you with me, mm-hmm. and then we hosted the podcast, and then we started to build this deeper, more trusting, more authentic relationship yeah. by working together to expand. And what are we going to add to our lives in 2020? That's what you and I wanted to figure out. Mm-hmm. What are we adding to our lives in order to find that abundance, attract what we want to, find the relationship or the one? Yeah. Find the person who will be in that relationship with us. Yes. That's going to be an awesome year, Dave. Yeah. (laughs) So if Thomas and my message resonates with you guys today, you have one chance to join the free webinar. So scroll on down and click the link in the show notes, the YouTube uh, caption, or in the blog post. There's three places that you can find that information. And do it now because there's limited slots for the webinar as well. Awesome. What do you want to leave us with uh, that we touched on briefly or didn't quite get to today? Uh, I think we, co- we covered a good portion of all of it. And then, I mean, the rest is going to be in the webinar and then the, the live event. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just really excited. Thanks for having me on again. And, yeah. Yeah. I, did, I had no idea where this conversation was going to go, <laughs> but I'm so pumped yeah. that we've gotten the chance to connect and dive deeper. It's coming up on six months now. Yeah. That we're... My life has changed. Whether I'm in a relationship or not, my life is better because you came into it. Yeah, and likewise, man. Likewise. I think we probably both created each other and and manifested each other. I can can totally get behind that. Yeah, cool. For sure. (laughs) All right, I'll see you on the webinar. Sounds good, (laughs) Dave.